0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M that is dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative growth hacks, and then connecting them with other entrepreneurs in the Aggie network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001.
1: And I'm your other host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. Got a little story
0: for you, Ags. Variable Incorporated is a company that is helping and changing the blue-collar industries by helping them find and source on-demand labor. He is a futurist that is bringing an old-school labor problem into the Internet of Things age. So pass it back
1: and listen up to Noah as he shares some good bolt.
0: I want to introduce Noah Labhart, Fightin' Texas A Class of 2004. He is the co-founder and CTO of Variable Incorporated, Noah, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We are excited to to learn about you, to learn about Variable and see how you are really changing the world and disrupting the industry. So, thanks for being here.
2: Oh, so glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, we always like to ask right off the bat, you know, what is your favorite Aggie memory? So much of us has great memories and we always love hearing what
2: is yours. Sure. You know, I have so many. It's hard to choose from. Uh, the one that popped in my head uh, as you're asking that question was uh, when Johnny Manziel was playing, playing for, for the Ags, and we're playing Duke in the bowl game. And uh, you know the the ESPN highlight reel uh, a play where he bounces off the the tackle and the defensive the defender, and then pops the the ball over you know the Duke defenders into the end zone for a touchdown. One because wow, it's awesome play. And then two, because the guy he threw the ball to was my cousin, Travis Laphart, So I'm, I'm no pretty No way! Stoked. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, I celebrate that play a lot with my, with my baby cousin.
1: That is so, so very cool, man. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about Variable Incorporated, your business. And I think you said that you have a podcast, right, called uh, Code Story, right? Tell us a little bit about both of those.
2: Sure, sure. I'll I'll start with variable. So so variable, what we've built is an on-demand marketplace for manufacturing labor. Now, what does that mean? right? So most tech companies have an Uber tagline. We're the Uber for the shop floor. Uh, We connect businesses with on-demand workers uh, for discrete work opportunities. So we're a third labor paradigm, enabling businesses to achieve flexible capacity, to be able to variabilize their labor with their demand, and then also to provide diverse work opportunities and flexible schedules and daily pay for the operators on our platform so we've built a technology that uh, integrates the two through mobile apps web portals and connects those uh, individuals on uh, on those opportunities so that's variable and then code story is my podcast so it's it's my side hustle it's a, a labor of love as you guys know yes um, that is- <laughs> So I, I interview tech leaders and CTOs and other startup founders about their journey, building products, and, and really kind of dig into the technical part of the journey, but not necessarily talking about just technology. It's really about the human stories of you know, how you made decisions and how you made trade-offs and how you built teams and uh, what you looked for in people and uh, really a lot of the things that I went through as a, as a startup founder. Uh, I list. I record those conversations with individuals. So yeah, that's that's code story.
0: That, that's awesome. Well, no, wh- why, why, why did you get into being the Uber uh, of, of the blue collar worker? You know, why are you so passionate about that?
2: Good question. So you know, I can't take credit for the original idea. That that uh, came from my partner, uh, Mike Kinder. But we both have had. Him, him more than me. We both had experience in the manufacturing world. Uh, so I spent eight years at Alcon Laboratories working in corporate America. And for those years, I supported manufacturing from an IT standpoint. So I had a group that, that supported the, the uh, infrastructure around technology on the shop floor for two different plants. So I understood the environment. And as a college kid, I actually worked at the end of a conveyor belt too at a, at a manufacturing plant. So I understood that part of the environment too. When Mike and I got together, he, he started to pitch the idea for variable and I really started to see um, you know his vision for what we're doing here and, and him seeing that labor was the linchpin uh, or the, sol- the first solution that needed to be solved in order to bring manufacturing into the new industry 4.0 digital factory the next generation manufacturing environment with flexible without flexible capacity manufacturing couldn't take advantage of the the newer technologies the newer operations mm-hmm. so he saw that uh, through his experience as as the starting point and so he pitched it to me and and um, you know before, prior to variable, I had uh, my own mobile development agency and startup development agency so I built startup solutions for people and I could shoot holes in them all day It's like okay, I want to build that for you, but I don't really like it I wouldn't invest my own money in that, but I will build it for you, which is okay but when Mike pitched this to me, given my experience, given my understanding of startup solutions, I was like, this is going to work. There's, there's no way that this is not going to work. The industry needs this. Let's, let's go do it. That's awesome.
0: I mean, find, that's, that's the entrepreneur story, right? I mean, finding a hole and then figuring out a way to exploit it and make money and, and build something. You know, That's right. That's right. So, so you, you obviously have, have been involved with a lot of different companies, a lot of different stages, not counting this last year. You know, because COVID tw- 2020 through all, all bets were off, you know, but not counting this last year, what historically has been your biggest challenge to growth in variable and, and how you've overcome it? How have you hacked it?
2: Sure. You know, it's interesting. When we first started variable, our hypothesis was that it's going to be more difficult to get our workers on the platform, which we call operators than businesses. And so we went about it. Kind of recruiting workers onto the platform before we even had businesses like, come get on the platform, download the app, and then stay tuned, essentially. And that worked, worked pretty well. You know, fast forward as we started to pilot the solution, the businesses required a lot more education on why they should invest in this new uh, technology and in this new labor paradigm. And we didn't expect that. We, expect, we expected the individuals at the businesses to just kind of get it real quick. And that still, even historically today, has, has become uh, something we focus a lot on, is how are we educating the businesses and, and really coming in and knowing their use case? Because on the worker side, they get it. They download the app, they see the opportunities, and they build it. So having two sides of the marketplace, we're kind of hacking it in two different ways. On the operator side, we've started to use uh, recruiting platforms to direct people to our app. So we use stuff like ZipRecruiter, um, snag a job, you know X, Y, Z. There's lots of different flavors, right? To bring people into the platform uh, that are looking for blue-collar type work. When they sign up, they're sent a link to the application to the mobile app, and they sign up and they see all of the different opportunities there. So that's how we get our user base growing really quickly, and, and that has worked really well. We're able to feed new markets that we go to pretty easily by doing some of those postings strategically. So that's been helpful. On the business side, what we've tried to do is go into conversations with businesses, understanding the industry they're in, and essentially hand them a use case. Hand, hand them a, here's your problems. We already know what your problems are. Here are your problems. And this is how you solve them with on-demand labor. So we come in and we try to sort of circumvent a lot of the get-to-know-you type conversation and say, hey, we're coming to you with value. We're coming to you with you know, with the solution that you need right away. So, and that's, that has actually worked really well.
1: That's really interesting. So I got a follow-up question on that. Which, which one did you focus on first, right? It's because it's kind of the chicken of the egg, you know, the end users or, because you can't go to the businesses without the end users, right? So which one did you focus on first and, and kind of hack that, you know?
2: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question, Chris. So we did focus on the workers first. Okay. Um, so we wanted to go and be able to demo the platform to businesses, which we still thought at that point that it was going to be easier to get them on uh, on board. But we did recruit the workers first. We had probably 200, 300 workers in the platform before we started approaching businesses to where we could say, hey, look look at these individuals we have on the platform. You have a pool of people you can choose from, kind of see their experience. So that's, that's how we started out. And, and that worked well for, for our pilot. And, and I think it, um, I think it was the right decision at the time.
1: Cool. Interesting. So, you know, we all know that, that this past year has changed all businesses, right? I mean, that's just, that's just a given. So knowing that what's been the biggest surprise, you know, and the most surprising challenge that you've had to overcome in this past year.
2: Sure. It's a that's a great question. And, and there has been there's been a lot of challenges that we've encountered. There's been a lot of positive surprises for our business, being that we, you know, we support a lot of essential workers in in the manufacturing world in supply chain. So that's been that's been a very interesting and and good surprise. The the challenge that has been sort of a short term challenge, we've had pockets of fulfillment challenges. So essentially having enough operators to bid on work opportunities, right? When we've, when we've had those, we've noticed, it, we've noticed that it's been directly correlated with stimulus payments or with mm-hmm. unemployment payments. Yeah. So essentially, oh. people are getting money and they're not going to work. Right. <laughs> they were kind of short-lived. We, we were able to work around them because we have a lot of operators on our platform that are ready to work. But it was, it was interesting to see that happen and see that play out. And also to see the, on the flip side, when the money ran out, people were right back on the platform ready to work. So that was, that was something that we didn't quite anticipate, but it made sense.
0: So did you provide a lot of um, education to the companies? Because I can understand how frustrating that is from the company's perspective, saying, I have work to do and I want to pay good money, but I can't find it. And then you're offering that education to them, basically saying, hey, that's it, happening across the country. In every market that we serve,
2: right? You know, we we do offer you know lots of different uh, viewpoints. I would I would say on on all of those things. But I would even say prior to you know instances happening like this, we coach businesses to keep what we call their labor pool plentiful. So we have a a, a feature on our platform called your labor pool, and it's essentially your set of favorites. Um, you can think of it. So, you know, if you post work as a new business, uh, you know, you could be posting to thousands of operators out there, and then you've got to select through hundreds of bids and things like that. As you participate in the marketplace, then you start to work with people and you add those to your favorites or to your labor pool. You essentially start to get this group of on demand workers who are familiar with your platform, who you like, who uh, you rate highly, um, that you can, once you get it big enough, Post to directly, so instead of posting to thousands of people, you can post to those you know hundred people that you've worked with before. So, in coaching them towards that from from day one, instances where there's fulfillment issues, where you know stimulus payments or unemployment money, things like that. When you have your labor pool at a certain place, those are really kind of moot instances. So, no,
0: looking forward. I mean, you you are literally on the bleeding edge of how this type of worker is going to be contracted in the future. And so there's a lot of changes that are happening in the industry. So how are you going, what are the things that you see in the next couple of years that are going to change? And then how are you going to take advantage of it?
2: Sure. That's a great question. That's something we talk about a lot. You know, there's there's two things there that we think about. One we're less worried about and one we're really excited about. So you know there's the legislative changes that could potentially come with you know stuff like AB5 and prop 22 in California uh, around labor laws and uh, if you're a contractor versus full-time employee. That's something we keep our finger on the pulse of pretty regularly. we're optimistic about it, and we we feel like you know, we're going to be able to come to a solution as a country that uh, supports both both types of workers. so that's one piece that we. You know, keep our finger on the pulse. The one we're mo- most excited about, though, and it's sort of what we've aligned variable to, is the industry 4.0 digital factory transition. Right. So the the idea that manufacturing and warehousing, distribution, uh, supply chain businesses are, are are catching up to the technological advan- advances that are regularly apparent today, um, like the cloud. You know, like integrated technology, like point solutions rather than enterprise systems that try to do it all. Eventually, we see this kind of ecosystem coming about that all enterprise systems, so to speak, are in the cloud. They're horizontally connected. There are more point solutions than, you know, try to solving everything uh, type solutions, and they can connect downwards into the manufacturing process. So you look at a lot of IoT type solutions that are bringing data up to up to the cloud, you know, up to visibility. That's great. That's awesome. It's really interesting. But there's nothing actionable to do with it, right? Just, okay, this machine needs maintenance. Okay, I've still got to go call Joe and maintenance and put the work order in and do all that sort of stuff, right? So, you know, what we see this the the industry going is a more connected environment, a more integrated environment, where all the systems can talk to each other and trigger trigger actions on other systems based on their connectivity. So. We're really excited about that. Um, and we see labor being a huge component to that and, and, um, we're positioning ourselves to participate in, in that and be thought leaders in that space.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool. So let me ask you real quick, you know, before we head into our lightning round, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal for variable?
2: Great question. There's so many, we, we want to change. You know, what we say a lot is we want to change the equation for manufacturing, right? Up to this point, you essentially have to, or, or manufacturing is essentially a fixed capacity. It's, it's based on averages and you have a fixed number of people. We want to change the way people think about uh, manufacturing and about operations in general. We want to give people the opportunity to think differently, to variabilize not only the labor, but think about how they can variabilize and create integrated environments and connected environments as well. We, we started with labor. We think there's going to be other solutions that are going to come around like us or from us that are also integrated in other ways. So, so roundabout way to say that we want to change that equation. We want to change it from this static survival environment to an integrated, informed, data-rich, and on-demand, just-in-time type environment.
0: Wow, that is a huge audacious goal. Yeah, <laughs>
2: That's, it's yeah. massive.
0: <laughs> That's man, I love it. You know, so uh, congratulations! I can't wait to see you actually execute on it.
2: Thanks. Yeah, we're we're really excited about it. We talk about it all the time, and we see it happening, and and we want to be part of it.
0: Well, no, we're gonna roll into the lightning round, but
2: before we do that, let's pause a second and
0: hear a word from our sponsor. Well, Noah, just talking with you and and hearing that audacious goal that you've got, hearing how you are really a thought leader in your industry. You've got a podcast, so you know what it's like. You've got a family, so you know, you your time is stretched. What is one of your favorite personal hacks? Either a business or a personal hack that you apply that we can learn from you? Sure.
2: I don't know if this is for everybody, but what has what has been my biggest the biggest game changer for me is is getting up early, early in the morning. You know, my my personal hack is five in the morning, the alarm goes off, set up the coffee the night before. And it's I hear the coffee going off, I get up, I connect with my, you know, my creator, my God. I connect with myself, I connect with my mind and sort of settle what's happening in in my mind. And then start to look across the day and see what's about to come. So once I started doing that, it's become a critical, critical hack for me. It's changed the way I go about everything.
1: Love it. Love it. You know, in the Air Force, I know, you know, we've got Greg here with with the Army. They probably said the same exact thing is that we get more done before 6 a.m. than most of the world does. (laughs) Right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so. But the army actually did that compared to the air force.
2: Uh, <laughs> was I was waiting. I
1: was waiting for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So next question, what's one book podcast, YouTube channel, whatever that you get a lot of value out of besides Aggie growth hacks, of course.
2: Sure. Sure. So Aggie growth hacks, obviously there's a book that has really changed the way I go about business go about Really, my personal life too. It's called uh, "Leadership and Self Deception," and I can't explain what the book's about. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to just give people a copy. So, I would highly recommend that book. It, it changed. I've given I've given dozens of copies away. Maybe not dozens. I think probably eight or so. But it's a lot. <laughs> uh, but I give one away every, every time I can. I always buy it in bulk. And it, it was it's a game changer in the way that I see people.
1: Sweet, love
0: it. You know what? The Aggie Network has helped all of us on this podcast so much. Is, is there someone in the Aggie Network that you really just want to have a shout out to? You want to say thank you that that really helped you in a critical time or just gave some really good
2: advice? Oh, sure. Man, it's hard to choose from. But the one that pops in my mind is uh, my grandfather. Give a shout out to my my grandfather, class of 54. So he graduated in '54. In and has been an Aggie supporter uh, as part of the Aggie network. Uh, you know, has been uh, a huge what's the word supporter of my education and my business ventures always. And, and he and my grandmother both. Uh, so this is Cecil and Jerry Lapart have been um, huge supporters of my Aggie journey and my business journey. And uh, you know, while I was at they both did their parts to. Um, kind of call me out of halfway doing things (laughs) and really got me to the point where I needed to that sort of feedback to get out of my own way and and get to work, essentially. So shout out to them. They've been incredible. They are unspoken heroes uh, and and the patriarchs and matriarch of of Lapart
1: side of my family. Nice. Love it. Absolutely love that. So how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you? How can they uh, support you moving forward uh, and you know, just really help you out?
2: Sure. Oh, that, that would be awesome. I'm always uh, open to connecting with uh, great Aggie folks uh, like you guys. You can, you can learn more about Variable at variableops.com. You can learn more about CodeStory at codestory.co. And then if you want to learn about, more about me, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, as the, actually, the only social network I'm on uh, is LinkedIn. And uh, my personal website is noelapart.com.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, Noah, thank you so much again for sharing the wisdom. I, I, I'm i so excited to see you disrupt the the blue collar industries and really to to see the vision of, of everything being so connected. And you guys continue to be a thought leader in that. Thank you for what you've shared with us. Thank you for allowing us to learn from you. And I know that all, a lot of our listeners are going to want to connect with you to not only Hopefully get on variable and be able to, to, to do it, but then also to say, okay, how can I, how can I disrupt my own industry? How can I be a thought leader in my own industry? Because it doesn't matter if you're in blue collar work, funeral work, marketing or banking, all of our industries are changing and I'd rather be leading it than being told what to do. So thank you for leading the way and giving us a, a torch
2: and a North Star to follow. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks for those kind words and, and really happy to, happy to be here and chat.
1: So how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? There's some valuable hacks that Noah shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg?
0: Well, Chris, to me, just listening to Noah talk and I, I've, I've got written down, this dude is a futurist. This guy really is taking something in industry, not only in a blue collar industry that by definition, we're used to having a lot of technical knowledge, but then using your hands, but then also finding a way to realize that the internet of things, the connectivity and the connection of all systems is going to happen. And it's going to be there. And for him to be able to have the vision of, of being a thought leader in multiple industries that Plug in and they connect all like, he, like you was talking about connecting at the cloud, but then also driving that down to the manufacturing floor and making things more efficient, making things talk better and then that have seamless connection between solving problems that that happen every day. Wow. I mean, that is, that's amazing. And, and his audacious goal truly, I think that's one of the biggest and most audacious goals we've had. And I can't wait to see them build on it. So very motivating and inspiring to me. What about you?
1: you know i I one hundred percent agree with yours. you know, mine is easy. it's it's the getting up early, you know? I mean, it's yeah, and and I say it's easy because that really fits into my whole scheme of blocking and tackling, right? I love to get up early and have my time to myself before the storm of the day, you know happens. And I like to line out what's gonna happen that day, right? It doesn't always happen, but but it sure goes a lot better when you have a little bit of time to yourself. Before the storm of business, of family, of everything happens for the day, you know? So that's that's my hack, getting up early. I love it. So you got your five magic minutes at the end of one day and
0: then peaceful, calm yes. beginning of the next.
1: Absolutely. And then you're ready to go. Yep. Love it.
0: Love it. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and you'll leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, wherever you find us. Be sure to check us out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com where
1: you can hear all of our previous episodes and be sure to connect with us. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies, Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur. Head on over to their website and find a program that's right for you. Just search up McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head right over there now. Join us next time where we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg
0: Martin. Thanks and gig'em. Whoop!